Welcome back to Strategy Simplified. Today, I'm excited to bring you a conversation with Michael Veloki, SVP and Head of Cognizant Consulting. Cognizant Consulting sits at the intersection of business and tech, helping their clients every step along the way, from issue identification through execution. The firm is hiring rapidly, so if you're interested in the digital transformation space, I hope you stay tuned to learn more, and I hope you enjoy the discussion. Michael, welcome to the Strategy Simplified podcast. We really appreciate having you on today. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. I just really appreciate this as our initial conversation. It should be fun. Looking forward to getting to learn more about you and your background. Wonder if we could start there. Could you walk us through your, your career path and journey up to where you're at today? Sure, sure. So I, I like to I like to say I'm a I'm an accidental consultant. So what I mean by that is I actually started out in the as an accountant and in the finance area. They asked me to do a rotation through consulting before I made audit partner, and I just never left because I, I frankly figured out I. I wasn't that good of an audit partner and, and really didn't like it as much as I thought I did. So, uh, I, and, and the reason I stayed is I don't know if I could ever do a real job. I just love, mm. love the, the consulting piece of, of my life. You know, career wise, I've honestly been with almost the same company a long time. Um, PwC, Coopers, into IBM. And then I joined Cognizant two and a half years ago, um, as a consulting leader and just really love this place. I do want to come to back to that timing, but yeah. before we yeah. get there, can you just tell us a little bit more about Cognizant? Uh, what's your value proposition for clients? What's the angle that you have in the industry? Yeah, I, I could bore you with it's you know a couple hundred thousand people and and clients from all over. But one of the, a couple pieces that are really that really drew me to to Cognizant is one, it's not that old of a company. It's uh, mm-hmm. about twenty seven, twenty eight years old. Started from zero to a couple hundred thousand people and nineteen billion dollars in revenue. So pretty pretty interesting mm-hmm. growth story. But it, to me, the, the really important thing is what is our what is our value proposition to client and and honestly. Mm-hmm. It comes down to what we say is intuition engineered. Is we're here to solve companies' problems, and it's even interesting if you ever take our logo and and it kind of rotates a little bit. And one of the reasons it rotates is we try to think about our clients' problems from all different angles. So you come at, come at it from an engineering perspective, but also from a business and a, and a technology. Um, perspective. Um, from an industry, um, industry point of view, um, banking and healthcare are some of our largest industries, but communications and technology have been the fr- fastest growing industries for us for the last little bit in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Cognizant Consulting, one area of business within the larger organization of Cognizant. Um, uh, what, you know, what fraction of the business is your consulting arm and how, how do the different business units and business practices interact with each other? Yeah, so it, it's interesting. Cognizant Consulting is, and it's a, it is a piece of the business, but it's actually um, a, a transformational piece of the business. So mm. one of our, our focuses at, at Cognizant is really to, to change the dialogue with our, with our clients. And Cognizant Consulting, which has really been around for a decade in some form or fashion, is meant to be that front end of what we do from a, from a Cognizant perspective. So the way we think about it is, is helping our clients solve from a consulting perspective, be that bridge between business and technology, um, and really anticipate our clients' problems. 
and do a little more of the thinking while the rest of cognizant is then doing a lot of the doing. So mm-hmm. while it may not be the hugest piece of, of cognizant, it's probably one of the most important pieces of cognizant as we're driving our clients to something just a little bit different in this ever-changing world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I- I would anticipate, correct me if I'm wrong, but as we, as we think back to the birth of Cognizant Consulting, perhaps at the beginning, it would allow clients to better understand and lead them towards the, the service offerings that, that broader Cognizant had. But I would imagine over time, Cognizant Consulting has enabled the broader business to, to be more innovative and speak to the real needs of clients, creating new services, uh, et cetera. Um, and, and maybe that, that initial, um, kind of value proposition has shifted. Am I, is my hypothesis correct in any way? No, Stephanie, it is really interesting. And I've got a, um, discussion at our strategy session of the board in a couple of weeks. And, and some of it were, we're talking about this evolution of hmm. consulting within a large scale technology firm can take a, a lot of different forms. We could be, and, and honestly, we did start there. Exactly what you're talking about is, hey, we're the front end and kind of pre-sales of the rest mm. of Cognizant. Mm. Well, frankly, it's hard to build a consulting business that just does that. Mm-hmm. So this is where we've morphed into a, a really a management consultancy within a larger technology where we're building out careers in consulting. And, and we'll talk a little bit about who we're recruiting and things like that. So it's kind of morphed. And then you actually got onto a point that we're, we're discussing with our CEO on the board is how do we then incubate for the rest mm. of the company? So mm. two things is we want to be more at advisory as a company and consulting is helping that. We're not the only consultative people in the company. We want everybody to be consultative so I can mm-hmm. help drive that. The second thing is I want to be a, a, um, an incubator for talent outside in the rest of the company. So for example, I just took one of my consultants and he's becoming a client partner. I've taken another consultant who's now running one of the strategic business units. So it's, hey, you come out of consulting, you actually will be a better uh, a better technology provider, a better delivery person. It's And I kind of go back to my beginnings is, why did I go into consulting? So I could be a better auditor within mm-hmm. the larger scale company. And that's mm-hmm. why I want to be that talent magnet for the rest of the company as well. It's a really unique um, opportunity that that you're kind of giving to people that come into the consulting arm. And it sounds like also an opportunity to engage with you, become better critical thinkers and problem solvers for those not within the consulting business, but just in broader cognizant as you think about and curate that entrepreneurship, that incubation, that, you know, and really understanding clients' needs and then being able to drive to technological solutions that actually meet those needs, et cetera. Um, yeah, makes makes a lot of sense. And, and Stephanie, I, I do see us as a little different than a lot of the other consultancies because mm. of that, because mm. of where we live. I mean, I I think of us as, you know, is we're providing some strategies, but they're a lot more executable. They're a lot more grounded in technology of because who we are as a company um, and, and I'm, I'm pretty, I, I just brought on another, uh, another class of MBAs and, and undergrads, and I'm very honest with them. Like, listen, if you just want to do pure strategy or pure business cases and things like that, I've got friends at other consulting firms, and that's a good mm-hmm. place for you. If you want to be part of a roadmap to execution, then come here. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? It's not for everybody. 
Mm. And people are like, mm. oh, I'd rather do rather do that. Um, so again, the, the the reason I love being here is it is something unique in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've already spoken a little bit to the fact that Cognizant Consulting sits in between business and technology. You've spoken a little bit to some of the industries that you work within, but can you tell us more about your your broader work portfolio, your service offerings to your clients, your specializations? Yep. So a great question, because because one of the things as you're building a consulting unit is, is you don't want to be everything to everybody. Mm. So one of the things that we've talked about with our CEOs, who are we and who are we not? Because mm-hmm. that's a, such an important piece. So so a couple couple areas that I wanted to, to point out is, one, in each of the industries, we're doing work around operating model and architecture of the business. And, and to me, that's very industry specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important. Some things that we're bringing from a cross industry perspective is one in the process area. We see the build, building of the modern business. We think process is a really important component of it. So we're doing work, um, in the finance, the customer HR supply chain area. So that, that's become a, a crux of, of our strategy. The other piece that's really important to, to us is what we call, um, Technology modernization is what are the strategies, not just for cloud, but the rest of the, the technology portfolio from a data perspective, from um, a innovation perspective, what's what's on the horizon for the next one or two years. And so that's mm-hmm. a very big piece of our business around technology strategy. And, and the last piece is, is wrapped, wrapped around this is a transformation component. How do you think about organizational change? How do you think about organizational organizational design? How do you think about culture and bring it all together? So that's really the crux of it. If I could draw you a picture, it would be industry at the top and these kind of layer caked um, behind it. There's certain things that are great markets that I'd love to do, but um, I think you know we don't have a, a value proposition to do. So I'm very selective in what we build. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I can, my answer is way too long, but the, the last, the, the last, the next thing I'm adding, I'm about to hire, uh, about to bring on a head of sustainability consulting on a global mm-hmm. basis. Cause I think that's a, a next frontier of, of where we can really help our clients. So he joins me on September 15th, um, to help continue to build out that practice for me. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a ton of sense. Um, I'm so glad that you mentioned and spoke to the culture change element, organizational transformation, these broader elements. Um, do you view that as separate specializations within Cognizant Consulting or does every operator and consultant um, take on that mindset? So it, it is, it is, it's, it's kind of a microcosm uh, of that is is yes, I have um, a number of trained organizational change people that go through mm-hmm. certifications. But honestly, I expect every one of my consultants to have that mindset of how do you help a client move from here to there. So mm-hmm. they become my incubator of that skill. Mm-hmm. Now we may do projects around that, but if I'm if I'm running, so we build a digital bank for for one of our clients is. Every one of the consultants on that project has to understand how is that going to impact how the culture needs to be different in that digital bank vis-a-vis the rest of the company. So mm-hmm. it, it does infiltrate through things, as mm-hmm. you said. 
would love to make this a little more practical, tangible for our listeners. Could you walk us through one example engagement, uh, something interesting that you or some of your colleagues have worked on recently? Yeah, I, I, I will. And um, unfortunately, I can't give you the name of this client. Sure. It, um, is, is, it's in the energy in- industry. So mm-hmm. this was a fascinating engagement because it started out actually on the other side of our business. And it was a um, request for a proposal of, hey, we need to, we need to consolidate a couple uh, GIS systems. Mm. So, hey, can you come do that? You know, pretty. And we flipped it on its head. We actually went back into the client and said, you know what? That's not the problem here. It's not the fact that you've acquired five different companies and five different systems. Actually, the problem here is, is from a digital energy perspective, from the transformation you want to do as an energy company, your platform's not right. So let's Mm -hmm. re-architect the business model and the platform and the processes. Oh, and then by the way, you're right. We probably need to get everything on one technology platform. So it was an, an interesting um, mix of some industry expertise. So our, our utility expertise could vision it out. Mm. Then our process people came in and said, okay, this is how the process needs to look end to end. And then we have some technologies that are building out the systems. But what I love about it is you flipped it on its head and said, you're not looking at this correctly. Um I could imagine that conversation could go in a number of ways. And I've been a part of some of those conversations to come in and say, uh, this isn't the real problem or the problem is a lot bigger than you initially thought. Um, what, what's the, what's the approach, uh, and, or, or mindset or culture within Cognizant where you're able to, you know, um, build a relationship, have that trust and go to your clients and succeed in those types of conversations? Yeah, so it's so it's interesting because because it's almost it's twofold as well as it's also helping my client partners for the broader cognizant to be to have the bravery and the courage to have that conversation because because mm-hmm. as you can imagine that client partner say well yeah interesting idea but I have a piece of work here that I can go do mm-hmm. so part of our job in the company is to help the client partner have the courage to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. The second piece is the makeup of who I'm bringing in from a consulting perspective. So I have some like dyed in the wool consultants like myself who've been at some of the big name consultancies, but I also have reached into certain um, industry specific technology firms and software firms and brought some of those practical people out. And then one of my magics is is also bringing people from industry and teaching them to be a consultant. So when we actually had this conversation with the client, they could look at us and say, okay, it's not just a high-level consultant saying this. You actually have people who've done this before and have hands-on keyboards and, and been in the business. So doing that dual kind of transformation is important as we're doing this. We'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsor. Want to work for a fast-growing consulting and advisory firm? Palm Tree is looking to fill positions across its U.S. offices. If you're currently an employee at a top accounting or advisory firm seeking to break into the M&A industry, or if you're a student interested in learning the M&A lifecycle through an extensive internship program and boot camp, consider Palm Tree. Private equity clients turn to Palm Tree to identify and solve their most complex M&A finance issues, including carve-outs and challenging integrations. 
The firm is a trusted advisor to elite private equity firms, guiding clients through the entire investment lifecycle. If you've got a flair for finance, but want the challenge of consulting, apply today through the link in this episode's show notes or on the careers page at palmtreellc.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Thank you for laying out that example. Um, as we think about the role that you play at the intersection of tech and business, are there are there other examples that you'd like to highlight to help our listener base understand that a little bit better? Yeah, the the other the other one I is a good example. And I, I alluded to a little bit is is a, a client that we had that was building out a digital bank. Now, mm-hmm. this client um, had some concepts out there, and he got in an extremely smart client. Um, what we helped him do was hone in the concepts and hone in, get to the point where we're going to take this bank to a specific set of healthcare clients. And it came out of a business case that we did, but we're able to help him take it at a much more practical level. So he could actually build out the platform, but then, you know, let's go after the mid-level medical practices, which was, I thought was very interesting. I wouldn't have thought of Hmm. that until we Hmm. did these sessions. And the next we can go after agriculture. And, and, And what he really liked about the work we did, it was, it was practical. Because mm-hmm. then he could say, okay, I've got, guys, I've got a bit of platform to, to deliver this. So you haven't just given me a strategy. Now I've got the platform and we're in the midst of actually building out the platform him, platform for him on, you know, a piece by piece. Um, and the reason I bring that up is it took very strong industry expertise mm-hmm. as well as technical and operating model and process expertise, which is to me that intersection piece that I, I keep talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different specializations needing to be required, large scale efforts, huge investments on, on behalf of probably many of your client engagements, exciting work. And it's also very cutting edge work. I mean, digital transformation is, is the path forward, you know, at any given time, uh, you know, 80% of organizations say that they're in some type of transformation. And yet, you know, looking in hindsight, such a low percentage of organizations feel that they are successful in the transformations that they undertake. Um, from your perspective, when you look at digital transformation broadly, um, what are some of the things that you're getting excited about? What are some of the trends that you're seeing? Yeah, it's, um, I was about to say this and it almost feels like an overused trend, but it's, I'm actually excited about the cloud, the cloud journey. Hmm. So, and I've been around a little while and, hmm. We've talked about cloud for a while, and the reason I'm so excited about it is we're going over this chasm of just moving to the cloud to innovating on the cloud. Mm. So we finally figured that, hey, we don't need, it's not just about the technology, it's about the innovation that I can do on the cloud. And I think that trend, frankly, got accelerated with COVID, and I'm, pro- I'm not the first one who, who has said that. Um, but it's also is, you know, I think the technology has come a long way and I, and I really respect the, the, the major hyperscalers and what they've mm-hmm. done in the past decade to really make this a proven technology. So the first time we're really excited about is that innovation on the, on the cloud. Mm-hmm. The second one is the democratization of it. Mm-hmm. So is, you know, again, I date myself is I learned Fortran in college. 
Mm. And, you know, and I got out of it because, oh, my God, I I don't know how to do this, is anybody can code now. Yeah. No code, low code. And in some ways, as a large scale technology firm, maybe you say I should be scared about that because then do I need these thousands of people? Um, And actually, I'm excited about it because it actually changes how you look at a problem and how you look at a you know, you're going to need the consultants, the process and the business consultants. You're going to need the high-end architects, even if anybody can code in the middle. Um, and I think that trend is going to open up possibilities like there's never been. Um, and then automations, ones out there. The last one I'll wrap around this is the whole experience, is mm. customer experience, the employee experience, and the, and the partner experience is how do we make the experience better for everyone? Um, Mm -hmm. And that trend, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and the ability to be able to observe that experience, to measure that experience, to be able to um, have a more rapid iteration cycle around that. Um, Totally agree that the citizen developer, you know, with low code, no code, it's just, uh, it's really revolutionary. It really is. And and you see, you see, see the coders coming out of high schools and community colleges. Um, and for me, as a uh, leader of a consulting group, mm-hmm. that's phenomenal opportunity for me because you're going to you're always going to need us to build out that architecture, to build out the business models. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, would love to. I'm sure that many of our listeners have been excited to hear about this space. Um, want to pivot it back towards, you know, um, recruiting efforts, hiring at the company. Actually, I want to start with. I saw on your bio that it looks like you joined, uh, of all the timings, uh, in April of 2020, if I'm correct. So you got a first row seat at the the way that Cognizant Consulting navigated through the the pandemic and COVID and now coming out of that era. I just wonder if you could briefly speak to um, what you've learned through that period of interacting and working differently with your teams and clients and what type of work model, virtual hybrid, et cetera, you're in right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you're right. I, I joined April 1st. A computer showed up at my house and I was living in London at that point and somebody called me and it got all done. And then literally for the next five months, I just stared into the screen. Mm. And um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. And for somebody coming out of consulting for so long, you used to work clients and things like Mm -hmm. that. So a couple of things that it it taught me, and then I'll talk about what we're doing is, is one, you can make things work. The world is so resilient. We're all much more resilient. Um, But then the challenge that it has is how do we get engagement in a hybrid world. And a couple of things that I think are really important is um, listening and meeting people where they're, where they're, where they are and engaging them on some fun activities that you can do that, but you also got to sprinkle a little in-person in it. Mm-hmm. So we are doing that for, you know, I'm here in, in New York city in our office, we've got to get together at the end of the day here in our office, got to have a little bit of that. Cause I, I don't think that's going away. Um, We've also looked at where to, how to want people want to be communicated from. But I got to tell you, one of the really exciting parts for me is I think this has changed the diversity for us. I started in consulting where I was on a plane mostly every Sunday night, came back later Friday. We don't have to do that anymore. We can actually have a work-life balance where I can say, I say to most of my consultants, if you don't want to travel 
I think I can accommodate that. If you want to travel, I can accommodate that as well. I think this is going to be a transformation in the consulting world um, like we've never seen before. It's going to open it up, open up the profession um, to people who maybe wouldn't have been in the profession five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I think we can absolutely support that assertion from our side uh, here at Management Consulted. We're seeing a, a broader um, diversity of profiles who are interested, specifically wanting to lean into some of those flex models or virtual models that may exist that didn't before. So, you know, broadly speaking, kind of, you know, pivoting it back to your current hiring and recruitment process, um, where are you hiring? You know, what are you hiring for? What kind of people are you looking for? Yep. So we're on a full scale hiring binge. Mm. It was, um, it was, I've, I've got a new head of recruiting who started with me about four or five weeks ago. And she says, Oh, you mean I have to hire this many people before the end of the year? I said, Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Catherine. This is what you'd be doing. So, so a couple areas I'll start broadly is, is like I said, I want to continue with this diversity of hiring. So I don't want the, profiles to all look the same. So mm. like I said, I've I've given a, a pretty broad remit on where we're going to find our consultants. That's that's one is we are doing various levels. So like I said, I just hired a VP of sustainability. So I'm hiring even at that level, um, number of mid-level people. The other exciting thing for me that we hadn't done enough of is that entry level. So mm. I, I'm in my second year of doing internship programs. And mm. that has been so wonderful. Um, I've had, I had a hundred um, undergrads and grads join us over the past two months. And so to me, building out a consultancy is that was a little bit of missing piece of our, of our puzzle as we move them, move them up through the ranks. So, um, you know, geographically is we're not putting limitations on it, which is kind of fun. I would love our newer people to start in some of our hubs in a Dallas and Atlanta and New York, if we could. Um, the other area that's really interesting and exciting for me is Canada is mm. I have a growing base of consultants in Toronto and Montreal is mm. the schools up there, Stephanie, are just wonderful schools, mm. just wonderful schools. That's very exciting. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sure that there are you know, people's ears perked up when they learned in general about your business and area, and then it perked up even more to hear, oh, you're hiring and maybe extensively. So, and, um, and we have a LinkedIn live page too. So perfect. if people want to get some more, more, go to our LinkedIn Cognizant Consulting LinkedIn live page, and you'll see some of the fun we're having um, around the world. What are some of the qualities that you look for? What makes a good Cognizant Consultant? Um, yeah. It's, it's is um, intellectual curiosity is my top mm-hmm. is you need to want to learn. You need to want to um, be curious and tinker and, and work through. So I think, you know, so like I do various degrees, mm-hmm. like I'm not, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a, ma- I'm a finance person. So a little finance is always good. You, mm-hmm. you know, from your early careers is mm-hmm. numbers always count. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that very different types of, of people. But as long as you have that intellectual curiosity, um, the other thing is, is be comfortable with ambiguity is you'll work on different things with different clients. So are you creative enough to be able to, to have that? Um, and then last thing is communication skills is 
written and oral are just so important. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. we they we're working on, you know, a, a presentation for the board and just how you tell your story. You'll, you, you'll laugh as I'm still a Minto. Um, a, and I, if I was in my home office, I'd show you my Minto book, but we actually were, oh, do you have that? And Barbara, it's I, just outside of my arm's reach. Yep. Absolutely. And I actually had the, the, the wonderful, um, um, experience to have Barbara teach the course. So mm-hmm. it, very scary because I don't think I was that good in her mind, but <laughs> is we actually just the, the deck we're doing for the board. It was situation complication, like, mm-hmm. and being able to communicate. That's, that's really my third one that, that you really have to have that. Mm-hmm. Well, what's that hiring process like for you at Cognizant Consulting? I'm, I'm guessing that there's some behavioral fit questions. Probably you have some case discussions or some business problems you walk through with them live. Uh, what should they be prepared for? Yeah. So uh, a couple of things you kind of hit on a, on there is for me, cultural and behavioral fit is really important. So mm-hmm. it is that, that art of questioning to see, will you fit here? Will mm-hmm. you? And, and it's not even from my perspective, but certainly will you enjoy working here? Um, case studies. I'm a huge, I hate to say I'm old school, huge believer in case studies. Mm-hmm. And we've actually streamed down a little bit of our case studies so that the experience is the same regardless if you're hiring, if you're coming into our BFS practice or you're coming into our, our healthcare practice. Um, so having that case study is, is really important. Um, our number of interviews is not that great. So we're, we're trying to, you know, you only really probably need to talk to a couple of us to really get that fit. Cause I'm not mm. a believer in a, a 10 interview. Um, mm-hmm. process. Um, mm-hmm. And our recruiters do a lot of the early screenings. I have a I have a group of experienced recruiters that are helping screen that screen mm-hmm. that process. So, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, you know, those of you listening, it's not that painful of a process. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm sure that people will be going to that that LinkedIn page that you referenced, um, you know, going to um, you know, review Cognizant Consulting on your main business website. We'll make sure to put all those links down in the show notes to the podcast. Um, uh, any other, in terms of recruiting and hiring, any other thoughts here that you wanted to, to add or share? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing for me is that we're be, we're building a unique um, experience here at Cognizant Consulting. It's something that I've experienced over the, over the past two years, and um, you know, I. I just think it's a wonderful place to to be and the work that we're doing with clients our focus is around the the global 2000 clients there's not a every place that you get to do the things you get to do here mm-hmm. well michael i really appreciate you taking the time to share a little bit more with us about the business and and your hiring but we have a tradition here at strategy simplified we want to close out the conversation just to learn a little bit more about you personally uh have a couple of fun questions prepped uh, if you'd be willing to share with us, what do you think the most unique food is that you've ever eaten? No, it's, it's inter- it was in China mm. and it was some of the fish head and different things of, of that nature. And, mm. and, and honestly, for me, it was a little daunting because I was at a dinner where I was one of the most senior people there. And until I ate something, Nobody around the table would eat. So, yes, Stephanie, I had to. <laughs> I understand that situation completely. Um, 
So uh, here's another one for you. You know, as you look in the rearview mirror, what's one piece of career or life advice that you would share with your 25 year old self? Let let the the path and journey reveal itself to you. Is mm-hmm. honestly, there is one of my dreams is become a is is help people in their early career. Is you try to plan everything out. Well, I have to be this level by this that, mm-hmm. and just honestly let it reveal itself to you because it mm-hmm. actually does. Mm-hmm. Wise words, absolutely. And you already in this conversation spoke to the fact that. You know, it's not all all work and no play. You, you know, at Cognizant, you're able to find a work-life balance. So what are some things you like to do in your free time? What do you like to do on the weekend? Yeah, so so I, I have the wonderful opportunity to live right in New York City. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of things we do almost pretty regularly. Is First, we probably have the cutest dog in the entire world um, who comes to Central Park with us every Saturday mm-hmm. for some of the most beautiful walks that we do. Um, love Broadway shows is mm-hmm. there are some weekends that we'll do double matinees. We'll do a matinee on a Saturday, matinee on a Sunday. My wife sits on the board of one of the Broadway theaters. So mm-hmm. love that. And um, and frankly, I, I'll read vivaciously. So I will, um, at any point in time, I'll be reading one or two different, different books. So. Throw another one at you then. Anything that you're reading now that you would recommend? Yeah, it is. It is interesting is um, I'm, in the middle of, and I'm a history history buff. Is mm. I'm in the middle of a book on Kissinger's leadership lessons, mm. and and you forget what a, a great man he was, and some of the things he does, and so some of the, you know, I've read the Colin Powell ones, but this Kissinger one's really fascinating on uh, some of the things, and from a leadership perspective. Interesting. Well. Michael, it's been great to get to know you. Great to learn more about Cognizant Consulting. Uh, We just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to check out the links in the show notes to learn more about Cognizant Consulting and how to apply for their open positions. And make sure you're ready to navigate through live case study conversations by using Management Consulted's resources and platform. We have a set of ex McKinsey, Bain, and BCG professional coaches on staff to diagnose if you're ready and help you improve. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more. We'll see you next time.